to the most meta show in the history of podcasts. This is episode 191 of the Little Red Bandwagon. Joining me today, or hi, I'm your host Christy from Linwood Studios. Um, and joining me today from Dallas, Texas is Meredith Eminem Mayhem. Hello, Meredith. Hey, Christy. Hi. <laughs> um, it's the first show of February. So as the Wagoneers know, that means it's Phyllis Fletcher Friday. That's a tongue twister. Hello, Phyllis. <laughs> hey, Christy. What's up? <laughs> Hi, ladies. Yeah. Are you guys ready for this ladies' night? Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's Phyllis Fletcher Fridays in February. Mm -hmm. um, so Phyllis brings us a segment or a clip or a show that she likes, and we talk about it, get her hot takes on it. Um, <laughs> today, we're going to start with an LRB regrets. That's on to you, Meredith. <laughs> As you may have noticed that in episode 190 of Little Red Bandwagon, there were multiple instances of what turned out to be noise from my microphone arm. And uh, this is an error I deeply regret. Uh, I don't touch my desk or my mic when I'm recording. So how exactly this occurred is kind of a mystery to me. Um, my only theory is maybe a wire was being jiggled and it hit the springs on the mic arm or like somebody had the theory that Eddie has developed telepathy and <laughs> wanted to just screw with the show. So maybe uh, that uh. happened. I don't know. Look, mistakes <laughs> were made. Right. <laughs> and actually Bobby edited that episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it's his fault. Yes. And, uh, he has a very heartfelt apology message for you all. So let's take a Aww. listen to that. Okay. Dear listeners, I apologize for not doing a better job editing the sound quality of your last episode of Little Red Bandwagon. We regret the error. <laughs> I think, was it Dr. Rob that asked if it was a steel drum band yeah. playing in the back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny because I I listened in headphones and it didn't sound as bad, but when I put it on in the car, it was really bad. Yeah, and oh, I really? didn't hear it at all when we were yeah. doing it. I had no idea it was happening. Otherwise, I would have tried to troubleshoot it live, <laughs> but I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So, and my humblest not, apologies. Yeah, and the bad part is like, I mean, we don't need to deep dive into editing, but it, we have like silence clears but if there's no silence or it's happening when someone's talking you'll they'll never find it unless they listen to every single second yeah yeah and we're not no that committed to editing yeah. and, i don't think well <laughs> except ann and jeremy are right and that's so. why it takes them like six hours per so episode this really was bobby's fault okay good right right exactly it's bobby's fault <laughs> Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> I heard it. I was like jealous because I was like, that sounds like a pretty awesome mic stand. <laughs> that was yeah, cool. I'd like to see your setup. Yeah, I think it's um, great. <laughs> since Mike and Bobby aren't on today's episode with their gotcha journalism, we're not going to be doing the while we have you segment where yes. Mike tries to get Phyllis to talk about things she's not very comfortable talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> today, we're going to have girl talk. Yay. <laughs> where I get to be even more uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> now, this is great. I'm excited about this. <laughs> so which who wants to go first? I will go first. Okay. 
So um, this is something that um, is somewhat New Year's resolution-y, and I've never done anything like this before, but um, as you ladies know, I have browbeaten my friends, um, including uh, you and a few (laughs) other tens, uh, into banding together to lose a thousand pounds during the Trump administration. <laughs> not each. We should clarify. Right. It's not That's each. True. That's true. I don't want to have negative weight. Right. Then I wouldn't exist anymore. And that would right. be really hard on me. <laughs> but um, I, um, I talked about this on KUOW a few weeks ago with not to brag, um, friend of TBTL Sherman Alexi. <laughs> I was lucky enough to be on the air yeah. with him, um, the novelist and uh, and also um, a politician in Washington State named Rob McKenna. And um, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it on there or not, but I just called an audible. And um, when the host said you know, what are you doing differently during um, the Trump administration or now that we're in this administration? It was on Inauguration Day. And um, he was talking to audience members and inviting them to call in. But I said, I have something that I'm doing differently. And he said, oh. And um, I said, my friends and I together are going to lose a thousand pounds because I feel like I could be I could be in my 50s by the time the Trump administration is over and um health insurance is going to change he's told us yeah. and um if that does happen and you know I don't have the good fortune to have the employer I have now for whatever reason I want to be in the best shape possible I want to be ready for that and um I am not in the best shape possible that's for sure and uh, I actually came up with this idea when um not to sound too inside but um Christy and Meredith and I uh we the three of us are part of a uh group chat where we just chit chat about whatever and um I came up with this idea a couple days after the election and I just put it out there and said all right Let's all lose a thousand pounds during the Trump administration. Who's in? Start inauguration day. And I think yeah. one person said they were in. It was Barb Aerosmith, yeah, right. <laughs> friend of the show. Friend of the she was show. like, I'm in. I got to do something. And I was like, <gasps> somebody said they were in. Okay, I really have to do this now. And so I just kind of tried to gently harangue and encourage as many people as possible <laughs> to join me. And I've never done any public weight loss thing whatsoever. Um, I've barely even done any like you know verbally acknowledged fitness thing ever (laughs) um (laughs) and i've gone through periods of my life when i've been more comfortable with my weight and less comfortable with it and heavier and less heavy and um other than when i was pregnant i am at my heaviest right now for sure and i'm like i need to i need to reverse this train i need to i need to do that um so that i can improve things and just have a better baseline for, you know, the inevitable uh, complications of aging. And um, this is the fact that insurance might change has given me the motivation to just say, all right, I'm going to commit. And um, on inauguration day, as I was in on my way into the radio station, where I knew there was a possibility I would publicly say this, I told my husband, Josh, (laughs) said, look, I think uh, this is something that I want to do. And he was in too. So now in true Christie fashion, there's a spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, anyone can be part of it. If you want to join, um, you can let me know. There are special cheats and special rules. Um, for example, Mike Frizzell is part of this, but he has already contributed his 25 pounds um, through <laughs> leg amputation. <laughs> <laughs> which my mother asked about because she's doing it too. I added her to the spreadsheet and she was like, there's a guy on there who's already lost 25 pounds. How is that possible? I don't, I don't see how that's even possible. Like, is that a joke? <laughs> and I didn't know even who she was talking about at first. And I was like, Oh, and then I was like, how am I going to explain this to my mother? <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to say it. And I was like, we he don't had a leg recommend amputated. I know. <laughs> You know, I don't we, recommend his we, method, but... Yeah, don't recommend <laughs> cut your leg off. No, You've got exactly. four years, hopefully less. So I less. told her, and she, she was like, is that a joke? Is that serious? <laughs> and I was like, it is not a joke. It is serious. He really did have his leg amputated, and his weight is um, is healthy for him at this point, so he's not looking to lose any weight. And, and she was like... I said, you know, he said that we could credit his weight loss towards a thousand pounds. Um, and that was what he had to give. And, and she was like, well, that was nice of him. Your <laughs> so, mom's so cute. I know. I know. So, Mike, thank you. My mother thinks you're nice. And you're helping us because we're actually halfway towards our first party. Um, we figured we would measure the weight in Trump's. And I've read that um, some doctors estimate his weight to be 267, but mm -hmm. I figured I would just call it 250 because um, I think he claims it's 236. So let's split the difference, mm -hmm. call it 250. And um, and as a group, we're actually, with all the different cheats and whatnot that I applied to this, we're already <laughs> halfway to our first party. So yes. that's pretty exciting. Well, yeah. can you explain some of your other cheats? Because <laughs> they crack me up. Well, so one of my things was, all right, I want I wanted everyone um, to weigh in at their heaviest possible. And so the day that I was going to weigh in, I asked the group, what should I do? Because I have to go to the bathroom. Um, I knew I had to um, make poo-poo. <laughs> but um, I also <laughs> knew I was going to wear heavy shoes. And I had to get dressed for work because this was the day that I was going in to be on the air. So I knew I was going to be photographed. I had to look nice. And so I was going to be wearing some, some heavy dance goes. Um, and I wanted to go potty before I got in the shower. And I was mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I want to weigh myself, go to the bathroom, um, you know, take the shower and get dressed. Or if I want to go to the bathroom, take the shower, get dressed and then weigh myself. And Mike with his 25 pound uh, leg <laughs> credit um, <laughs> chimed in with the genius answer, which was um, grab the clothes and the shoes that you're going to wear, get on the scale now, weigh yourself, then put down the clothes and shoes and go to the bathroom. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. amazing. Yeah. So I did that. And um, then I'm proud to say that the next time I weighed myself, um, nude and without those shoes, uh, or and also after I had gone to the bathroom, I had lost seven pounds. <laughs> so, that's wow. pretty awesome. Good job. so I've already contributed seven pounds toward the effort. Um, another one was just like, just pick up like a pair of skis or something. I, think <laughs> skis, I love that, that you say skis yeah, as if wood, everyone just has this laying around. Skis old, old style wooden skis, if yeah. you can. I think that came up because, um, our pal Kevin, who's in the group also, um, said, you know, can I put on my ski boots? And I was like, you can pick up a, a pair of skis too, if you want. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
um, just any any way to cheat to weigh in as much as possible. And one of the other cheats also was that um, we have a uh, pretend uh, character, <laughs> a friend of the show, who doesn't actually exist. And I set him up with a uh, a tab in the spreadsheet, and he automatically loses a pound a week, up to <laughs> 150 pounds. <laughs> so that's going to help us quite a bit yeah, for sure. uh, over the long run. Um, and... Um, and also, um, we have a friend of the show who um, is uh, on a fitness fitness plan, but has been um, recommended to not do regular weigh-ins anymore, um, mm-hmm. and um, just for like uh, emotional emotional well being purposes. Mm-hmm. And so, I decided that when we hit. 230 pounds as a group, that person automatically gets credited with having lost 20. So that'll help us towards our first party also. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. So all of these yeah. um, rules and cheats and – oh, yeah, and a couple other gals have had um, have had um, uh, surgeries, uh, lady part surgeries. So I credited mm-hmm. each of them with a loss of Oh, yeah, of organ pounds. removal is another yeah, way. Yeah, organ removal for sure. Yeah. I – I liked, this is like the, it's not Trump weight loss. It's like the alt weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all alternate fact alternate weight loss. loss. <laughs> and um, it's all, it's all just to help encourage us and get us across that finish line. Cause a thousand pounds is a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But and you know, if, if you, we're all in it together, it might actually happen. So. Yeah. And I recommend if anyone wants to join this, to weigh themselves after Super Bowl snacks. Yes, on absolutely. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you can totally do that. You can join any time during the Trump administration. It's okay mm-hmm. if you didn't weigh in on the 20th and just record yourself, uh, record your weight. You get to keep your weight private. So all that we're tracking as a group is the cumulative pounds lost. And so if you backslide, you don't have to say anything. If you stall out, you don't have to say anything. Like it's just all counting up all the good stuff. So, um, and it's, it does, it does, it has helped me already. I mean, aside from my like wacky bogus way and stuff like that, I do think about that number when I'm making choices about what to eat and whether to walk somewhere or drive and stuff like that. So, um, I know I'm going to have to step it up, but, um, my sister has joined and she's already like, she's stepped up big time. And so just having that, it's the first time that I've, you know, tried it. And already I feel like the, the progress of others is encouraging me. So I'm really excited about that. And, and I'm looking forward to hitting our first, our first Trump. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I, and I've seen a couple people and I don't know if this is a normal thing, but just randomly on Facebook, I counted three people posting about walking 50 miles in February. Oh yeah. Oh, I did see that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I thought that could be like a little mini challenge within our challenge and this has already been asked, but any miles on a treadmill or an elliptical do count towards the 50. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to do that. That is, I, I hadn't heard of that before. So, um, until you brought it up, um, Mm -hmm. today. And so I'm excited about that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely do that. 
Um, I live in a fun, like, walking neighborhood, so I'm going to do that. And I live at the bottom of Finney Ridge, too, so I can walk up over that and really get knock some myself pizza. Out. Yeah. And then- <laughs> <laughs> get some pizza. Oh, God. There's so many good restaurants in Finney Ridge. I know. <laughs> I've got to have to put the horse blinders on. Right. <laughs> so. Or you earned it. Um, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like I'm paying for a lot of years of like eating whatever the heck I want. Um, so it's it's gonna be undoing some habits for sure and just recalibrating. So, um, it's just it's so unfair. Getting old is gross. Like I remember in high school, I used to go to school with like two bags of food and I would go to Ezel's and get fried chicken and I would go to my job after work and eat sandwiches yeah. at my job and like not gain I was, a pound. I mean, I was seriously like 125 pounds. I'm like, I cannot believe that. So, um, and you know, not that that was all great, but the food that was in those bags was actually like, you know, healthy food. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I miss those days, but, um, <laughs> You know, it's I'm going to be, I think, relearning a lot of things. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to feel better and and be, um, you know, hopefully healthier as I age. That's awesome. Oh, thanks. (laughs) The only um, only thing I'm doing, I mean, I'm doing the thousand pound challenge, too. But the only kind of weird thing I'm doing is I. I think I've talked to it a little bit is my watching West Wing. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> I started watching the West Wing on um inauguration day, January twentieth, so I can live in the little bubble. Um <laughs> it's not working. Um <laughs> and there's been some episodes that I'm just like weeping uncontrollably oh. because I'm like, why can't it be like that mm. again? Or there was one episode where one of the character one of the main characters had a it was an alcoholic and addicted to Valium, which is so funny now, which is this laugh- laughable, but have been sober. And it was like this huge PR, like, what are we going to do? And how are we going to do this? And I just started laughing hysterically. And I'm like, wouldn't that be great if that was like the biggest issue that we had right now? Yeah. But it's kind of cool. I have a, a um, Facebook page if anyone wants to join. It's called Je- Jed. Bartlett is my president. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't find it, just shoot me a message and I'll direct you. And um, you can go at your own pace. I'm watching about three to four episodes a week. And then at work, we have West Wing Wednesdays and we all watch. Oh, There's fun. probably about five to ten of us. We watch an episode and talk about it and commiserate and... <laughs> be in sorrow over lots of things <laughs> yeah you know i need to catch up on that i've been as you know i've been power listening to nerd out loud so i need to <laughs> right. interrupt that or something but i'm just like i'm totally hooked on that so um i've been enjoying that quite a bit and and um haven't truncated it with my west wing watching yet <laughs> so i need to get on that <laughs> have you guys ever have either of you watched the show before I've only seen a couple episodes. What about you, Meredith? I've never watched it before, but I started as well on Inauguration Day. I've only gotten two episodes in. I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off for the last few days for reasons I'll discuss in a minute. Um, (laughs) So I haven't had time to to watch more, but I really enjoyed the first two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so great. The first time I cried was the 
very last scene is him like writing so he's sitting at the oval office desk and he's writing something like a letter reading something and it just like pans up and i just like started bawling like oh someone is in our oval office that is terrible (laughs) (laughs) he's desecrating the office (laughs) so Mm -hmm. yeah there's lots of moments like that but the the facebook page is really fun and there's a ton of people that have watched it numerous times um and a bunch of us that are brand new and there's a lot of good conversations going on about um Aaron Sorkin and how he writes shows cuz I think he's a genius but mm-hmm. there are I mean everybody has faults and so we're we're fleshing those out we're talking about feminism we're talking about the presidency like all sorts of things are um good conversations are coming out of from that page that's so great yeah. i love that that was such a good idea christy awesome yeah. <laughs> perfect <laughs> timing rad. yeah it was <laughs> fun <laughs> All right, now Meredith, your girly topic. This is perfect for girl talk, and it's probably the girliest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, yay! So Duff sent me a text on Monday morning saying, "Hey, do we have any plans on Saturday?" And I was like, "I don't think so." Um, do Do you want me to invent something? I thought he was maybe looking to get out of of some oh, sort yeah. of obligation. Well, and and that question can mean so many things from Duff. It could mean yes. invent something. It could mean you're going to have a dinner party. That's <laughs> usually what it means. So yeah. I, I have to think carefully before I answer. Right. But I had no clues as to what was going on. And, and the Super Bowl is the next day. So I was like, well, it can't be anything that crazy. Um, so I just was honest. I said, no, I don't think so. And he said, well, uh, we were invited to a ball. <gasps> and I was like, ah, <laughs> Okay. Um, With less than a week notice. So, uh, you know, I've never been to a ball. I don't have a gown collection. I don't, you know, (laughs) I don't know how to do this. So I kind of freaked out. And and we mentioned our chat earlier and I went immediately to you guys and I was like, help. (laughs) I have to make make myself ball ready in five days. How do I do this? Um, So the first text I sent was to my hairdresser. Um, and I said, how can I, can you get me in for an updo on Saturday? And she said, yes. And then I made an appointment to get my makeup done. And then I ran to Nordstrom and went and tried on dresses and Mm. I sent several pictures to you guys. And Mm -hmm. together, I think we made a good choice. The dresses, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. it's a long black deep V neck. Um, and I'm still kind of working on, uh, like the accessories. So, um, I found some shoes. I, I thought I was going to wear these one shoes and I tried them on and I just think they're too tall and they make the dress look a little too short. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went today and got some different shoes with a lower heel. They're also way comfy and they have Velcro snaps. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I've never heard of this situation. Yeah. Me neither. And I was like, is this going to look, make me look like an old lady, but that part of the no. shoe is covered up and you can't yeah, even that's tell. A, when I heard Velcro strap, I'm like, okay, what are you getting into? I'm wearing no, Tevas to a ball. <laughs> yeah, they're really cute. They're like strappy sandals um, with a short heel. So um, I'm excited about my shoes. Um, I have a necklace. I have earrings. I need to figure out exactly what to do with my hair. I have a good idea about that. And then nails. That's the only thing I still have to figure out is what nail color because my necklace is blue, green, opal. Mm-hmm. So mm. I could go like blue green nails. Mm, I always awesome. vote for blue nails. Yeah. I'm all only blue. But 
some people like to be a little bit classier than blue. Well, and that's what I was, because I would love that too. And actually my toenails are blue with glitter on them right now. See, I like, I like it. And, but this is, this is a ball. It's kind of, it's a charity thing. It's a fundraiser. Um, so I don't know if that's a little too out there for this. I'm not sure. Hmm. Do you know what the charity is for? Uh, yeah, it's, I I asked Duff about that just about a half an hour ago, because I was like, I know I'm going to have to probably answer this question. And I don't like the answer. And I don't like that I have to deliver it. But it's a fundraiser for the the dinner club that we joined. Oh, that's (laughs) not too bad. Well, no, but I, I was hoping it would be for like, a children's hospital or something. Right, right. Right. Autism or, um, at least it's not like, defunding Planned Parenthood true. rally or <laughs> something, true. you know? Texas. No, it's a, it's a fundraiser for the Petroleum Club, which I guess is member-funded, you know, dues oh. and, and such. And so oh, that's not bad. It's, it's a social yeah. thing, you know, he has to join because he has to take clients there to, to mm-hmm. lunch and things like that. And it's mm-hmm. actually, it's kind of fun if you want to get dressed up and, and go have a nice dinner. So um, yeah. the best part of this, though... I told you you guys this the other day is the entertainment is cool in the gang. Oh yeah. So awesome. I am that so looking awesome. forward to it. At first I was kind of dreading it because I was like, oh, we have to get all dressed up and hang out with a bunch of people we don't like. But then yeah. I was like, oh, cool in the gang. Who cares? Let's yeah, just go. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have a question. Will you be bringing your um uh, will you be bringing your brass knuckle clutch? Well, I was 1000% planning on it. And then Duff keeps surprising me with little items. And he oh. ordered a clutch that he really wants me to. Oh. So I haven't, I, I, it hasn't arrived yet. So if it doesn't arrive in time, I'm absolutely going to bring the clutch. <laughs> yeah, But if, if it does, I'm to... going to kind of have to bring the one he, he bought for me. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, what if you need to take some people down? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and that's a high <laughs> likelihood at an event like this. Right. That we'll get into a fist fight. So. There might be some Nazis to punch. You don't know. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Step up to get beat down right. by yeah. Meredith. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I got Velcro shoes on, low heel. You're ready. <laughs> Good center of gravity. I can do this. Just hold my earrings. Yeah. I'm going for this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm oh, going to a so... ball. I'm I'm sure there will be pictures. So yes, yes, please. This is so exciting. This is the most exciting thing that's happened to me <laughs> <laughs> that you're going. So this is awesome. I'll give a full report upon my return. Please do. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I could have been ball ready in a month. Oh, hell let no. alone like days. No. No. Well, no. It, it remains to be seen whether I'll be ready or not. Oh, you will be. <laughs> Great. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I think Christy, uh, as soon as this came up, said, like, I want the 80s film montage of you yes. trying on dresses and yeah, the like, dressing us room. sitting there going, yeah, yeah, no. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can be the wacky friends. <laughs> yes, I yeah. want that. I wish there were yeah. some wackier dresses I could have tried on. They were all pretty sedate and, and everything they had there was pretty much like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, right. yeah, <laughs> this will do. I tried right. on one dress that was $1,300 and I loved it, but I was like, I'm not spending $1,300 on a yeah. gown. Wow. That must have been awesome to even try on though. It was, but, and Duff liked it a lot. He was there helping me decide. And, and I said, I like this one, but I also like this other one that's quite a bit less. And yeah. he was like, well, I don't think I like it a thousand dollars more than right, the other right, one. Right. So. There you go. Let's <laughs> put that one yeah. back for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, sensible Duff. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's so great. Well, I'm excited yeah. about that. 
Me too. And you were slamming in that dress, so. Thank you. Slay. Yes, for sure. And <laughs> yeah. then you're doing something for Super Bowl as well. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So Duff loves to have parties, as I've lamented many times on the show before. <laughs> um, this, he, he loves to have a Super Bowl party. So ever since we bought this house, um, he's had, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 people over for the Super Bowl uh, every year. And this year, things are just a little bit nuts. Um our older dog, Molly, is a little bit sick. She's not feeling mm-hmm. too good. Eddie is crazy. Um, <laughs> I was really kind of dreading uh, having a Super Bowl party right now. And and he came up with this idea on his own, knowing that this was stressing me out, to rent out a theater at the Alamo Draft House and watch <gasps> the Super Bowl there. So that's what we're doing. And oh I am God. actually, I don't care about football at all, but I am mm-hmm. looking forward to this because I get to sit in the theater. And this yes. is the the kind of movie theater where you can order food and drinks at your table. Um, oh. So I can just sit there and drink mimosas the whole time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. It's awesome. So I am geeked about that too. And that's the day after the ball. So I have a very big weekend ahead of me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Big so drinking bad. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, should take Monday awesome. off. I might yeah, actually, really? I was thinking about that today. <laughs> Yeah, I might need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, just just from like hanging out with people fatigue. Oh, absolutely. Not even just the drinking, but yep. that's that's a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. At least with the it being in the theater, you don't have to play hostess. Yep. Right. Exactly. Because yeah, it's hard to your enjoy seat. your own party that you're throwing, especially when it's, there's tons oh of people gosh. and you're dealing yeah, with sure. like you know just cleaning up and refilling food is is mm. enough work in and of itself. Last year, I don't think I watched a second of the Super Bowl or the commercials because I was so busy just flying around the house. Mm-hmm. So. so is is this something that the Alamo Draft House normally does, or did Duff come up with the idea? I think they do. I think that's a thing that they offer. Oh, okay. Um, huh. The catch is you have to be able to fill up a theater. Um, it's not one of the huge ones. I think it's like a 50 seat thing. And mm-hmm. then there's a food and drink minimum. So okay. I hope people will drink a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, that cost is on us. But ultimately, it won't end up costing us much more than hosting a party at our house, considering right. all the food and the alcohol and the whatever. Oh, for sure. And just yeah. the time cleaning. Yeah. And the stress to me mm-hmm. before and after will be well worth it. So yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's great. Now I wish I lived in Dallas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, Mike is going to drive his, his stumpy self up here and, and <laughs> yeah. join us in the theater. So. Looking forward to that. So Stumpy self. Yeah. yeah, we had we need to we need to do a while we have you with Mike to ask how the driving is going. I know. That's Duff was asking me, he's like, How is he doing that? And I said, Well, yeah. I think he's learning to drive with his left foot. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's great that he can do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, should we fun. get on to our the reason we have you here yeah i'm excited so like this is this <laughs> okay. is the first time we're like we're shaking it up a little bit we're yeah. breaking format um <laughs> because we we went through a whole calendar year of me bringing you my favorites from that particular month in tbtl history and i decided to go more um more topical and thematic this time and um and we will talk about how and why uh, after we hear this, um, it is a, uh, a TBTL PSA. Um, you might remember from the early days of TBTL, 
Luke and Jen used to use the the more you know stinger mm-hmm. from I think it's NBC when they would have um when they would have a public service announcement and mm-hmm. it was a lot of times a little like um news you can use type of thing and um and the star shoots across the screen people use it as a meme now a lot mm-hmm. and it says the more you know and um they used the sound effect from that and um they did this uh TBTL public service announcement um 10 days unbeknownst to the audience uh and unbeknownst to them 10 days before they were canceled from the air so this is hour 1 of TBTL on September 1st 2009 uh it's time for yet another TBTL public service announcement. Uh, we've uh, really, and you can see on our website, uh, we now have uh, listed there as our sort of Zen thought, serving the public with our announcements since 2009. And that's not just an empty claim. No, no, no. We've been doing lots of public service announcements on this show because there are all kinds of situations that people find themselves in and they don't know uh, maybe what to do. We want to try to, throughout the course of this show, however much longer we have the pleasure of uh, bringing you these programs we want to try to cover every eventuality. So we've started out with some of maybe the less likely ones. What to do if you're in a Miss Universe pageant and you get asked a very hard question. Um, what are some of the other ones, Jennifer? Um, what to do if you're at a work party that has alcohol. Yes. What that to- one actually is not that far-fetched. No. That's fetched. What it's close uh, fetched. If, if it's possible that your roommate wants to make out with you. Right. Also, you know, maybe they haven't been as uh, as sort of out there as, as I thought. Well, uh, what not to say if you're on the Larry King show. After you've been sentenced for meeting your girlfriend. That's right. That was Chris Brown last night. Well, we return almost to the scene of the crime. That is the Larry King show making another appearance here in the TBTL public service announcement section of the program. This time, though, we actually have some help from Larry King. Inadvertent as it might be, Larry King is famous for being unprepared for every interview. In fact, it's kind of his deal. He thinks that by knowing absolutely nothing about the people he's talking to, the topics he's discussing, he will then ask the questions that the sort of man on the street would ask. I feel like if I wanted that guy asking questions, I'd go to, you know, Walmart. I'd find the minivan with a home window (laughs) culked into it, and I would ask that guy to interview Boutros Boutros Gully. Anyway, this is why I'm not particularly a Larry King fan. Here's the, where the uh, public service announcement comes in tonight. This is exactly what you do not want to do if you're hosting a national television program and you're interviewing a woman who is telling you an incredibly, incredibly harrowing story of having been uh, kidnapped and quite unfortunately uh, raped by... This guy who now later they found was holding a different woman in his backyard for all of these years. So this is on the uh, Larry King show. And this woman, uh, who I don't know if she's actually been identified or not. Yes, she has. Oh, okay. Uh, Her name's Katie Hall. Okay. So this woman, Katie Hall, is on the show. She's telling this really just incredibly traumatic story that I almost felt a little bit weird watching them have this conversation. It just felt so private and and such a thing that I couldn't even imagine happening to somebody. Um, And basically what happened was she was coming out of a grocery store 
and she had bags of groceries with her. And this guy, uh, Philip uh, Garrido, uh, this monster grabbed her and and uh, sort of pulled her into his van and, uh, and and drove off with her. Here is Larry King's question to her about this incident. And this is uh, exactly the wrong thing to ask someone when they are telling you on national television a story uh, with uh, of such of such a harrowing event. He said, "Well, okay," and I just turned around the corner and pulled over, and he slammed my head into the steering wheel and pulled out handcuffs. He took my keys out, threw them on the floor, and pulled out handcuffs and handcuffed me and and uh, said, "If you be good, you won't get hurt." What did he do with the food? He put it on the floor, I guess. I don't know. I was just. All right, now you. I don't know because I was being raped. Yeah. What did he do with? The Who? food? Who cares? Was there butter in there? Because that stuff, you know, that'll go bad. What? Are you talking about this woman is telling you about the the most horrific thing that could happen to another human being, and you ask, what did he do with the food? Larry is worried about the groceries? That, my friends, is exactly what you do not ask of a person who is telling you a horrific story of the time they were abducted and then raped. What did he do with the food? This is, I mean, to use uh, to use the Barney Frank, the parlance of Barney Frank, on what planet do you reside, Larry King? <laughs> on what, I hope that he... You know, Chris Brown had to come out and apologize for what he said on the show the other night because Chris Brown claimed that he didn't remember. This is what he said. When I look at like the police reports or I hear about the police reports, I don't know. I don't know what what, what to think. I just don't know what to think. It's just like wow. You remember doing it? No. Don't remember doing it. I don't. I don't. It's like it's crazy to me. Like I'm like wow. Now Chris Brown has come out and officially retracted that statement because it was so ridiculous. And I think this might be a good time for Larry King to come out and officially retract that question. Yeah. If Chris Brown is showing more uh, remorse and se- and sort of common sense than you are, you better pay closer attention to the TBTL public service announcements. All right, so yeah. let's let's uh, let's get our media critique on. Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot to say about this, folks. <laughs> I I have a lot. I have a lot to say. I mean, I I love the way that um, Luke and Jen used uh, Larry King clips throughout the years, and and he's continued that with Andrew to a certain extent. It even came up pretty recently on Twitter when um, Luke made a comb over joke on Twitter about um, the size of of the inauguration crowd this year. Uh And, um, and um, he was making a a hair metaphor, comparing it to a comb over. And um, somebody replied to Luke's tweet with, paint your bald spot <laughs> which <laughs> i love that drop oh, yeah so good it's such a good one what is so what what's what's the exchange there that's that's going on in that drop christy when the when the guy is haranguing him with paint your bald spot so i guess i've i've only seen larry king in bits and pieces or um like on youtube or clips that um 
became famous for whatever reason because he um, did something crazy yeah because yeah. he's crazy town right. or he offended people or whatever um but i guess that on his shows he would take live calls and that was just some radio station uh they called in and just trolled him and it was live on the yeah. air about right. him painting his balls <laughs> right. yeah he was asking um, why do you have more hair now than you did a year ago? Yeah, <laughs> I see the picture. So crazy. Yeah. And that's why I respect Luke, because it's like, if you're going to do some sort of hair restoration thing, like you may as well just be completely open oh, about it. Oh, for sure. So that when people notice, it's not awkward, you know, um, or not more awkward than it would be if you were not publicly acknowledging it in some way. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a classic one, paint your bald spot. Um that I'm a professional, look it up in the book, <laughs> right? right? That's yeah. another Larry King thing. So I guess it was from the Don and Mike show. Oh okay. the ones that pranked him. Oh God, really? <laughs> paint yeah. your bald spot. Oh God. Yeah, and the and then the I'm a professional look it up in the book. That yes. was that one's like almost kind of surreal and it has this weird kind of like nighttime radio feel to it where it's it feels like um because I think a kid was calling to ask him something about succeed like something like how am I gonna succeed in was it medical school? Or was he asking him about it was somehow it got confused. He was asking him something about success and Larry King either tried to make a metaphor to medical school and it was completely irrelevant and unclear <laughs> or I don't maybe, believe that. <laughs> right. Yeah. How is that possible? Or there was somehow that it got it got all turned around and mixed up. And, and the kid was like, what? Why are you talking about being a doctor? I'm. I'm asking about broadcasting or, you know, whatever it was, Larry King was saying the opposite. And then he, <laughs> he went on this rant about, about how, how dedicated he is and, and about the, um, about how he encounters bizarre people. And it's like, you are a bizarre person. He, like, yeah. he was definitely sense. drunk in that yeah, trip, he wasn't he? Wasted. Yeah. Yeah. It was so crazy. So, um, and it's just, it's cuckoo to me that somebody with that many um, wacky gaffes had as long a career as he did. And you remember those, like, Luke has talked about how Larry King's um, column, in a way, was kind of Twitter before Twitter because it was just like these weird f observations that he would make with ellipses after them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think Luke has talked about that. And it's like, um, I, so, I mean, if you look at it that way, in some ways he's somewhat ahead of his time, but he also like, <laughs> he's been caught lying about like being friends with Sandy Koufax and like all kinds of weird <laughs> things. That he just like seems to have made up. And it's like, man, we really like, um, have a low standard a lot of the time when it comes to old white guys <laughs> like they can get For away sure. with crazy yeah. stuff like i cannot imagine um a a younger broadcaster especially if they were a person of color um being given one inch on that kind of thing and um he just happened to come into it at a time where um as long as he kept this um this kind of uh, non-challenging kind of posture when it came to celebrities and politicians, he could just be on the air because people would book their person on there because they know that they wouldn't get a raft of shit or they wouldn't <laughs> get a, um, you know, they, they might get a bizarre experience, but they wouldn't get like a grilling um, 
And because it was live, you know, they knew it wouldn't be edited. Um, so they could say whatever they needed to say. But sometimes, I mean, they're just like, you know, even with celebrities, he would just have these awkward moments that um, I think, Christy, you you uh, you know about some of these <laughs> um, awkward moments that he's had with famous people. Over oh, the yeah. Years. Yeah. I just <laughs> looked up Larry King terrible um <laughs> terrible episodes and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I I mean these are just a few. Um the Carrie Brijon, she was Miss California. Oh, if anyone yeah. remembers her f- oh, from yeah. a few years ago. She mm-hmm. was pretty a terrible person, but um she just got up and walked out of the interview because <laughs> she had said I'm not talking about this settlement. And right. then he kept talking about it. And then yeah. she's like, I'm not going to talk about it. And he's like, well, come on. Why can't yeah. you talk about it? And then, and, and it was part of the settlement was you can't talk about it. That usually That's is normal. a big part right. of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's normal settlement. Yeah. And yep. she's like, you're being inappropriate. And he's like, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> and then, so she just took her microphone off. Um, Good for her. To, I'm not yeah. a fan of hers, but. But yeah. Right. Um, Eric Massa, who was a rep- a democratic, um, representative he just said are you gay this asked him (laughs) i've heard that one that's a good one but it is that guy was pretty weird i mean larry king made it weirder but that guy had like been accused of wrestling and having a tickle fight with one oh yeah remember that that's right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so yeah it is weird but just still not really an appropriate question Um and um, Ringo Sc- Star he called him George. He did. Oh no! <laughs> Are you kidding terrible. me? Yeah, yeah. And then um, Lady Gaga he said, "Don't you have lupus or something?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 he he also did a really weird thing when he was interviewing I think Sharon Tate's sister, and he he got all confused um and said um and said something about um wasn't it hard for you when roman polanski killed your sister or something like that yeah. and she was yeah, like yeah. roman roman didn't kill what? my sister <laughs> he was just all confused about he had who confused he was talking two to. different um media stories from like the 50s yeah right yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was he was getting confused with uh, Charles Manson, I think. Right. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah, it was God. so weird. <laughs> it was really well. Up. And I did a deep dive into him a little bit. And do you know that he still has a show? No, really. No. <laughs> There's a current show, yeah. and it's called like T- uh, uh, Larry King Now, and it's on Hulu. No way. Yeah. What's he doing? It's same. And and why so I guess you you already explained it because it's basically being interviewed by a crazy person who gives you softball <laughs> questions. Yeah. And when he goes inappropriately, you just go, Oh, Larry. Yeah. Right. Like he's your crazy racist uncle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he if you look at the Hulu, I mean he has like the top celebrities on. Anyone no who's pitching a movie goes oh. on goes on that show. I feel That's like so by crazy. the time in my life that I was aware of him, he was already considered a legend of broadcasting mm-hmm. for some reason, but I still don't understand why. I don't yeah. understand really what he did to get there, no. why he has this credibility, because it seems like very famous people are just kind of guaranteed to show up on a show. Yep. 
Um, and I have to wonder if his ratings are due to like people tuning in to see like what crazy ass thing is Larry going to say tonight? Right. You know, yeah. is he going to call Snoop Dogg like an N person? Yeah. Tonight? Cause I'd like to see that. Yeah. I forgot about that. That and was a good one. It was originally on CNN, right? Yeah. So Larry maybe King that's Lyman. why it got so popular because they're mm-hmm. so like, matter of a fact they're so just boring yeah. boring like mm-hmm. just say the news how it is and then there's this crazy person yeah. that would come on for a few hours <laughs> yeah. and then he would take live calls without screening them oh right. <laughs> yeah that was so flying without a net now yeah, i know did- we haven't yeah we haven't talked about this actual clip too much yeah 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 uh, <laughs> which we definitely should get, get to into yes um because this is the cr- one of the craziest questions i've ever heard in an interview <laughs> i started dying when he and it's, played that it's funny but it's kind of not funny i it's know horrible like know. this woman is traumatized and he's asking her and i actually went and i i, I watched the rest of this interview so not you only did? does he ask her where did he put the food <laughs> whose mind goes there he also points out that since this occurred in 1976, she couldn't use Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> really? Because that's what you use when, when you need help. Yeah, when you're being abducted, that would definitely help. And what a fucking weird thing to point out. That's he crazy. also, and this this borders, well, not borders. This is just absolutely creepy. He asked, how did he consummate this? Uh, Basically, like, how did this guy rape you? Ugh. Which is, like, okay. That's not what consummate means, first no. of all. <laughs> no, that's, that's awful. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And yeah. then he kind of talked to her. He addressed this poor woman's husband and sort of implied that she was now damaged goods. Like, how do you feel <gasps> no. about this now? Um, and so those two Fuck. things gave me the real willies about this. It was not funny to me after I read those oh, things. Oh, no. I know. So he well, clearly is creeper. extremely yeah. insensitive and doesn't know how to talk to people who have been through a horrible trauma. Why yeah. is he asking these crazy questions? Well, I'm going to bright side it and say now I can feel better about laughing at him. <laughs> oh, laugh at him all day. I yeah. yeah. Do we one think- idiot. I mean, so he ha- we know that he's had issues with alcohol. Um, I'm not it, all of these incidences are not from him being drunk no but do you think he's like a little on the spectrum has he gone Mm. senile what's the excuse is he just weird i mean he i think it's yeah he's he's weird and he's gotten to a point of having a giant giant ego um and nobody editing or supervising him yeah That's he has I like think. white male disease right you know he's, heard he's yes an older life. guy he can do yeah. whatever he wants he's always yeah. been able to do whatever he wants mm-hmm. with little yeah. consequence yeah. so i think it's probably a, that that pie chart has a few different pieces on it yeah, yeah. but yeah. i think that white man is a big part of it yeah yeah and and i mean once it's like there's this whole there's a whole machine that kicks in um at any broadcast outlet i think where someone slowly accrues power over time and when they have accrued that power um you know even if he's you know a nice guy behind the scenes which maybe he is i don't really know anyone who's ever worked for him but um 
people will just not correct that person ever. And when, um, you know, when you're starting out in broadcasting, there's, if you're, if you're working for a place where they have the resources to do this, one of the things that your supervisor will do when you're new on the air is air check you. And, um, you've, there are some, um, there are some old like video air check reels that have gone viral. Um, maybe I'll, I'll put a link to one of them on the Facebook page, uh, of this, but, um, it's, it's a really good habit to get into Some people would use it as their demo reel to like get jobs, but to air check yourself is to record yourself while you're live on the air. And then, um, and then when somebody air checks you, they watch or listen to your live broadcast with you. Um, the recording, um, and they pause it at very specific points where you weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing. And they ask you, um, what happened there? How did, how did that happen? What was going on when you said that, you know, like getting really specific and it's uncomfortable, but, um, with the right person, that is, uh, it's it's the way you'll improve the fastest. I don't want to say it's mm-hmm. the only way you'll improve, but you will improve the the fastest by people giving you regular air checks. And um you know, people don't like the thought of being air checked um for all kinds of reasons. Um you know, sometimes they don't respect the program director or whoever it is who's doing it, but if you can really listen, if you can it, it's like a crash course in accepting feedback because if mm-hmm. you can accept the feedback and act on it like not only will you improve, but you'll get promoted quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that was just, that was one of my thoughts. And you'll hear experienced broadcasters being like, ah, these idiots thought they could air check me, blah, blah, blah. But um, um, it, and I'm telling you, he needed an air check. <laughs> he needed it. Yeah. He needed his program yeah. director or general manager or whoever to sit down with him, watch it and pause it and go, what? happened there. And I can tell you, like, even in relatively small or medium size, um, even public radio newsrooms, that does not happen anymore as much as it should. And your best hosts will be like, I want to be air checked. Like, I want you to, you know, review my performance with me and not just tell me my good moments were great. But, Mm -hmm. you know, did this really work? Like, was it as funny as I thought it was? Or was it as um, insightful as I thought it was? Or when I stumbled, did I recover well? Um, you know, and, and to really get into what was going on there, because then as a host, you can bring up, well, yeah, you know, um, my prompter wasn't working right. It was all jumbled and I had to try to recover from that. Can we look into that? Or, you know, so-and-so was talking in my ear and I needed to not be having that at that moment. Um, you know, you can get into problems and figure out process issues and resolve them. But I mean, this is a guy who clearly had not been air checked in decades. He needed it bad. He needed it bad. So that's some little broadcast or inside stuff for you. And I'm sure that Luke would say, um, he was glad that he was probably never air checked on TBTL. And in a lot of ways I am too, um, because the show developed in this very organic way without interference from managers who probably did not understand what they were doing. But I bet, I bet Jen was air checking it because she would go and pull these like this day in TBTL history things mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. you know, um, she would, um, she probably wasn't using it in the same way a program director would, but I think she was always very critical of herself. And as the producer, she took responsibility for the show. And so when she would hear things that she didn't like, I think she applied that to how she wanted the show to be. And um, 
and it wasn't it wasn't too often that we would get those kind of insights about that for her um because you know i don't think she liked to talk on the show about things she didn't like about the show mm-hmm. but um i just i think that that being self-critical and self-reflective is it's one of the best ways to to improve so um that's where larry mm-hmm. could have taken a lesson from luke and jen as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, um, I wanted about- to ask about an observation that um that I think Meredith had that I was wondering if you thought if you whether you thought that they knew some bad news or not. Well, there was just a moment where Luke said something like, you know, as long as I'm allowed to bring you this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the intro of that yes. clip. Yes. I feel like they so I remember they had this big t-shirt competition that was so fun and a bunch of people submitted their their drawings for it and then we voted for a couple weeks and it got narrowed down to one the one that won mm-hmm. and um Jen was about to take it to the printer and i think it was 2 or 3 weeks before and she said are you sure that this is okay cuz Cairo paid for them are you sure this is okay mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah they're sure for sure mm-hmm. and then they got them and instantly they were canceled. So oh, I think yeah. that they got the ratings numbers in or had a conversation in a meeting and they knew that it was just a matter of time. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. But the shirts are cool. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're the ones that um, kind of look like Japanese oh anime. Oh, yeah. um, yep. The Space Needle and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are I just cool. wore mine to work today. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they oh. should they should do that again. They should because there were so many great options. Yeah, we have some really talented tens who for who sure have made some already have made some awesome designs. Yeah. So yeah, they should absolutely. they should do that again. Because that was mm-hmm. really fun. A lot of um audience interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, well, that's sad. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they got this one in there before they went off the air because this was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was great. Was, it was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> now, Phyllis, you had some stuff just about media that you yeah. wanted to talk about. Yeah. You know, I mean, it. I think that I think I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that because this is why I picked this clip um, that, you know, we're we're living and um we're we're living in we're being unreasonable in unreasonable times right now I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we like i mean the one one huge favor that i think the trump administration has done to my industry is he's made it very clear he's at war with us mm-hmm. he um he has you know called out specific broadcasters um he has um, said that we're all liars. He's been doing this for months, you know, since long before he was elected. It was part of how he got elected right. um, was to discredit us and name call us and have people actively boo us when we're covering him. Um, and, um, you know, when I mean, and so as much as I find this clip hilarious, A, it does become much darker when you consider the things that Meredith brought up from watching the whole interview. Mm-hmm. And B, like, I it frustrates me because I'm like, 
I guess the the bright side of it, I I can say, okay, at least he's not on the air anymore. He's not on a nightly live show. He's not hogging that airtime mm-hmm. because this is I'm I'm in a position right now, basically, where I'm giving some form or another of a pep talk every single day to people who are in journalism, whether mm-hmm. it's on Facebook or whether it's talking to members of my own staff or talking to colleagues at other public radio stations. Like people are feeling very like. Um, um, you know, under attack because we are, um, we're, you know, as we're seeing rights being restricted and things being undone, um, that, you know, so quickly that, that we thought maybe wouldn't be undone. People are questioning, well, how far is this going to go? Is this, is the freedom Mm -hmm. of information act going to be somehow thrown out? Um, you know, what other, what other things that Congress passed a long time ago might, somehow become undone, you know, what court decisions might be decided the other way. And there are a lot that affect our industry specifically that could get decided in ways that are unfavorable. And um, I just feel like it's a time that, that for us to really be useful to the public, you know, now that people can get so many things digitally where we don't necessarily have a revenue stream set up for that. And, um, you know, um, and in a lot of ways, rightfully so people can circumvent us entirely. And that can, that includes the white house, you know, being able to just make announcements live on Facebook, you know, without any kind of interpretation from us whatsoever. Um, I feel like we just really need to double down and go to fundamentals. And we're having a huge argument about this right now in public radio specifically. You'll hear on on the next episode of On the Media a huge argument that's broken out about, you know, our relevance and our position and who are we and how can we be authentic people and also be relevant in our jobs. And I think that we have to um, – you know, we have to bring our whole selves to everything that we do. And, you know, to see someone like Larry King be so checked out at, when he has the privilege of being on the air live like he did for so many decades, it pisses me off. And it makes me also glad that he's not personally doing that anymore. And um, I want to encourage everyone listening to LRB right now to, you know, hold even your local broadcasters accountable. Um, you know, if they're doing crappy interviews, call them on it, you know, and, um, you know, recognize they may not always get the access they want, but when they get access to a source and they have the opportunity to have them live on the air, like really listen, are they doing you a service right now or not? Because if you feel like they're not doing you a service they're um, they shouldn't be doing it. So um, that's like kind of my highbrow soapboxy tape take on this whole uh, Larry King, what did he do with the food nonsense? <laughs> like we shouldn't have any what did he do with the food moments on our air, um, especially not now. So no, we don't have time be unreasonable that. in unreasonable times and <laughs> call people out. <laughs> well, I mean, they there even was a lot of criticism during the election of people giving Trump airtime in softball ways, like Mm -hmm. Jimmy Fallon playing with his hair and Saturday night live, having him as a host. Mm -hmm. And like you, they, the argument is they normalized him Mm -hmm. by joking around with them. Mm -hmm. And then people who were on the edge or, you know, on the fence were like, Oh, he seems like a fun guy. And Mm -hmm. my guy, Jimmy Fallon had him on here. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that definitely we're we're culpable in treating him like a joke for too long. And um and and like a sideshow. And I think that, you know, we weren't isolated in that as media. Like I think I think everybody did, but mm-hmm. we had power, the power. that yeah. we probably misused. I remember feeling a little irritated during the election cycle with NPR. Mm -hmm. Um, I listen now to KERA, which is the local station here. Um, But I also still listen to Michigan radio sometimes. And -hmm. and both of them, the local and the national coverage, focus so much on him. And Mm -hmm. I understand why. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it is probably irresistible because Trump keeps doing crazy things and he's always Mm -hmm. done crazy things and people want to hear about it because it's Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's, it's probably irresistible Mm -hmm. to cover, you know, cover him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember thinking during the election cycle, I cannot believe that I hear his name on NPR every 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what it felt like. Like just ignore him for a minute and he'll go away. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I really like the, the suggestion going around Twitter. It will never happen or like Facebook and Twitter. And just in general is everyone needs to stop going to his press conferences or reporting Mm -hmm. on it, at least until it can be fact checked and say, okay, he said this, this, and this at, 12 o'clock today and this is wrong and this is wrong and this is maybe a half truth mm-hmm. and because what he desires more than anything is attention mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. needs that and that's what feeds him mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. washington post and i haven't actually gotten it to work yet because i think it's still being developed but they have developed a chrome extension um it's called real donald context if you search in the chrome store for extensions it's all mm-hmm. one word and oh. what it does is when you go to his twitter it adds context and fact checking below each tweet wow isn't that great that is so yeah. cool so i haven't useful. actually gotten it to work but i think once it does it will be awesome tool that's amazing and i i get excited when i hear about things like that because i feel like my reporters would love to be part of something like that you know whether mm-hmm. it's um you know a hyper local type of thing or mm-hmm. you know somehow is is tracking things about how administrative decisions are playing out here in the northwest like we would love to be doing things like that and i just get in- inspired and excited um, and it makes me not so upset about people wasting airtime when <laughs> when I think about things like that. Um, so I have awesome. I have a little resource of. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I have a resource. This is um, one of the founders of my company um, left years ago, um, but started this as a side project. And it's called Priestarity dot org. Mm. And it's basically what he says is it's uh, this work is produced by a partnership of concerned citizens, journalists, politicians, and watchdogs organizations. And what they're doing is documenting every single thing that's happened since the election. Mm. Everything that mm. Trump's done, it it is, um, if you look at it, it has his family, it has his cabinet, his businesses, um, the activity that he's done, legal mm. activity, foreign policy, like everything. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they find uh, someone will submit something to them or they'll see it on CNN or a news story. And then they just like back check all of it and are mm. putting it into a mm-hmm. timeline. Awesome. And he called it like he's collecting the stuff for posterity, but now. So that's mm-hmm. why it's called priesterity. Nice. Oh, that's cool. I like and that. you can, you can submit news. You can um, volunteer for this whole project. Like, it's pretty great. 
That's awesome. Can yeah. we put our thousand pounds in there? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. It's part of history, man. Yeah. I don't think our I don't think it would pass the accuracy checks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I did put it and did insert a bunch of BS into that whole yeah. process. <laughs> Dang I it. I think they'll vet that out right yeah, away. I'm sure. Dang. Oh man. Well, that's, that's, that's cool. I think, I think that's awesome that, um, that people got together to make something like that. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure those go in the show notes. And mm-hmm. I do have some, some, uh, a funny story about this, but, um, there's a lot of boycotts going on, on mm-hmm. I guess what you would call the right side okay. of politics now, uh-huh. um, which the newest one was Starbucks. I saw uh, one going around about Girl Scout cookies today. Huh? And yeah, because they in the past have donated um, funds to Planned Parenthood. Ah. So there's a big push to um, boycott Girl Scout cookies. And okay. even though we're on our health kick, uh-huh. I wasn't going to buy any Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah. But this cute little Girl Scout came up to me today <laughs> and did oh. her little pitch. Oh. And then I remember the boy the boycott. And so I bought four boxes. <laughs> Nice. I don't have to eat them, you but I'm giving my true. $20. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can just put them out at work. They'll be grubbing right. on those at work, right? Yeah. I mean, people love those things. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Aww. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, it, it's it's really, you know, it's, I've been thinking too a lot about, um, you know, um, about, times that we look back on now and we look at the coverage um you know we look at a lot of times the first thing we look at is newspaper articles um newspaper archives and um you know i ever since election night i've been saying people are going to be studying this for decades this period of time right now um and I started saying that because mm-hmm. I was annoyed because, you know, every pundit on the planet was was trying to, you know, tie themselves up in knots explaining how what just happened didn't really just happen or yeah. what just happened right. was, well, the reason – you see, what had happened was like people were trying <laughs> to do, you know, come up with these kind of like insta explanations. And I'm just like, you know, this entire thing was – had millions literally of moving parts and – People will be studying what happened for a long, 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 long time. Oh, yeah. There's going to be college classes about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and who knows? People might even be listening to this very podcast like decades into the future, you know? I hope so. Yeah. And so um, (laughs) I just – I think it's – it's neat to be be part of, um, you know, not only – like some you know official documentation of what happened but just be part of a people's history like this is what happened during this time i think that's cool so so we're doing it yeah <laughs> that's our thing <laughs> well i'm i'm excited that you know that you guys asked me to um to kick something in uh for the month of february yeah. and and i perfect hope that, timing yeah i hope folks enjoyed it yeah I what I I enjoyed everything about it, especially our talk and everything that came up. But I fondly remember the TBTL um, PSAs. Oh, yeah. that's great! <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that back to oh, to good. the front of my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so, just I love when he gets kooky with like repetitive use of a sound effect. I love that. So <laughs> no, I love it. I love it so much. Funny. Um, and. And so I guess look soon for a um, 
LRB clip show of just all the PSAs. Great. (laughs) I'm excited about that. That's awesome. That'll be fun. (laughs) That's good. So I guess we should wrap this up. Phyllis, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's fun. And I just have a couple little bits of business. Um, We have a contest going on where you get an entry for every day that you've archived. Mm. Um, And so I'm going to draw January's winner. And what, what the winners get is a, what are we, what are we calling it? A wagon full of loot. (laughs) Instead of a loot crate, <laughs> yeah. Um, from not one a of, literal wagon, not right. a literal wagon, right? Right. right. Um, um, from one of the hosts, we'll create you a care package of local snacks or TBTL fun kind of stuff, just like a bunch of swag and fun stuff. Um, and so our winner of January <gasps> is Michael. Farnan. Oh, right. Go, Michael. <laughs> He's Michael. having quite a week because his episode was either this week or last week. I'm mixing them all up because I'm so I'm kind of time banding a little bit. Um, but he either had his sponsored episode last week or Monday. Oh, oh cool. okay. Yeah. So there That's you go. Right. You're the winner. We will be contacting you soon for your address. That's so awesome. I I recognize his uh his his picture. We're um yeah. we're little Facebook friends. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he looks like a cool guy. What's up, Michael? Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. So if you'd like to contribute to the archive, just send me an email at littleredbandwagon um at gmail.com and you can join up and for every day that you archive you get an entry and then we'll be having our February one at the first episode of march um also if you'd like to be uh be on the show either as a guest host or on your 10 spotlight show go to the web go to our website uh littleredbandwagon.com or send an email to littleredbandwagon at gmail.com um you can see us on the facebook either on the stens page or on our on ours you can tweet us at at lrb podcasts and I've given the email a million times. So um, send us a voicemail because we love them. We've got a, another one in the hopper that was pretty great. So hopefully we'll get some more before the recap show this week. Mm-hmm. Um, our number is 802-432-8285, which is 802-432-TBTL. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Phyllis. Oh, as you're welcome. Always. Oh, you're welcome. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, and thank you so much, Meredith, for telling us your ball story. <laughs> of yes. course, can't wait. Yay. I'll have an update next time I'm on. Awesome. So even on a girly show, we talk half the time about balls. <laughs> can't avoid those damn things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess I'll close it out. All right. Until next time, Chris Hayes, please follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I will. I would love to. We love you, Jen. <laughs> Nailed it. Clang. <laughs> Clang. Yeah, it. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>